Well, we want to welcome you today to the Awakening Moments podcast with Rhonda and Lori, and we are excited to continue talking about spiritual disciplines. And we're going to talk today about the spiritual discipline of the study of God's Word. And again, there are two types of spiritual disciplines. One is the um, abstinence spiritual discipline. So these are the ones that we stop doing something in order to practice that discipline. And then there's the engagement ones. And that's where we actually do something to practice the discipline. And the study of God's word is on the engagement side. So that is one of the ones where we we actually are called to do something in order to practice this discipline today. And the scriptures are actually filled with scriptures encouraging us to study God's word. I mean, the real call of every believer is to love God, to study his word, and to serve his people. That's, if you really just base it down to brass tacks, that's what we're called to do. We're called to love God, we're called to study his word, and we're called to serve his people. And I think the word of God gives us an advantage in how to love God and how to serve his people as we get that word inside of our hearts. So Rhonda, why don't you just dive in and maybe start by telling us how did you develop a love for the word of God over the course of your lifetime? I love that. When I was young, you know, I grew up in the church and it was something that I watched my parents read the word of God. We, I would often see my mom's Bible on the coffee table and see my dad's Bible early in the morning. They would study the word of God. Grew up in a very principled, spiritually disciplined home. I would say my teenagers, like oh, we went to this fight, we went to Awana. Actually, when I think back, uh, right. it probably actually started years in those early years. We went to Awana, which I actually didn't love the program. Yeah, but our parents yeah. made us go to Awana. Yeah, which was, was like a this Christian club <laughs> yes. that was like all around the the entire point of the club was all around memorizing scripture. Memorizing so scripture. you would I'd get these little books, you'd have to memorize a verse, then you'd go to the club and you'd have to tell the tell the verse that you memorized to your leader. But then they play games too and they'd yeah. have crafts and they'd have like it it was fun for kids, but I was that's awesome really at, the point. It that's it's exactly that was awesome at the beanbag toss. I tell you what, that <laughs> was like the sports. <laughs> the sports, sports. yes, yeah, your competition. You <laughs> yeah. loved it. You always had to win. But I was so stressed out every Wednesday okay. night because I had to memorize the scripture and I had to present it to my teacher. Yeah. I usually wasn't ready. So on the drive in, <laughs> I'd have my Awana like book. faking it. Because <laughs> I wanted to get that sticker because oh, yeah. at the end you would get a crown. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the jewels? And you would get jewels in a crown for like the chapters. And yes. anyway, you'd have awards. Yes, there's so many awards. So yeah. And I was driven by awards. So there was so like much this, reinforcement. Yeah. So I was on this. But as much as I didn't love that part of it, it actually developed such a love for the word because I was memorizing scripture. And I'd, when I think back often of how many times scriptures will come to mind, I memorized when I was six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old from Awana. Oh my gosh. It's so true because we did that for a number of years. I think we started around seven years old yes. and then went all the way up to like junior high age. I think we yes. were still doing it in yeah. junior <laughs> high age. So that's a lot of scriptures. Lot You're talking scripture. about one or two or three every single week in order to finish your books and to, to work through it. And that's a lot of hiding God's word in your heart. Yeah. I know for me, it's funny because I wasn't a really a super studious, like studious in school, but I can memorize. I, I don't know what yeah. it is. I, I always had the ability to memorize. I can memorize things and memorize scripture. So I, I loved it. It was actually a space where I really thrived. And I think I got, I, I okay, this is, this is like a flashback <laughs> all the way. Was there an award called the 
meritorious or something. It was like the award of all the awards. If you finished everything meritorious. Like the valedictorian kind of thing? Almost like, yeah, I think I got that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like whatever the biggest award was. It's like literally just coming into my mind right now. But yeah, anyways. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I think it was Sparky, right? You were like the champion Sparky. Yeah, all got all the things anyway. So funny. But so amazing. But you think back to that, that was the first piece I can remember of learning the word of God. Right. And then as I became a teenager, to be honest, I had a lot of pressure. And I think this is probably part of my personality too is I put a lot of pressure on myself to study the word like a checklist like I had to study the word of God in a little bit of a legalistic way that if to be a good Christian I had to study the word of God and if I didn't read my Bible I failed and I lived with that in my teenage years trying to wrestle out what does that look like studying the word of God with the disciplines of the word of God with not measuring up to that and failing and how do I work that all together and I think it was probably around Honestly, up until I was 18, or I remember at 18, something just shifted in my heart. And it was after retreat, I had come back from a retreat and it was a beautiful time with God. And I just, something shifted where I just wanted to read the word because I actually wanted to know more about God and I wanted to fall more in love with him versus before those, those years, it was like, I wanted to be a good Christian. I wanted to do what was right. And so the motive of my heart without even knowing when I was 18 years old shifted. And now when I look back, that's exactly all those beautiful years of seeds of memorizing the word of going to church of all the spiritual disciplines were great, but they only took me so far. I needed that shift. I needed a transformative moment that I continually need, but in this pivotal time of now, it's not the word of God just for me to somehow earn and for the spiritual discipline part, which the study is very important. I needed to actually have the word of God come into my spirit because I want to learn more about my creator, more about my father. And I want to develop more of that relationship. And this was his love letter to me. This wasn't just a book of rules and law. This was his love letter of love and protection and his promises over me. And so I think that happened about 18 years old, that shift of uh, where I really wanted to pursue God through his word. And that was a supernatural thing that kind of happened. So how about for I you, think, Lord? Well, I, I think many people can relate to that, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Even just, you know, at any point of following Jesus, it's like it switches over all of a sudden and the discipline becomes the forefront of mm-hmm. the why. Like, like the checklist. I like how you said that because I think most of us are drawn to performance. We're drawn into the space of performance and it is a space of comfort actually. It's why even the Old Testament written the way that it is with all of the laws kind of brings this sense of comfort of like okay, at least at least I know how to um gain approval, right? At least I know, okay, these are the rules. This is what I have to do in order to gain approval. Because I feel like deep inside of us, we're constantly looking for how we gain approval in life. And there's a scripture in Joshua 1.8, and I love it. But I think even as I read this scripture, sometimes we can fall into the trap of exactly of what you described, where all of a sudden our reading and our study of the scripture becomes comes from a legalistic place right, to right. gain something right. as opposed to the beautiful exchange that God desires to have with us from a relationship place. So Joshua 1.8, it's powerful scripture, says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So again, for a lot of us who are driven by approval, who are driven by performance, we read that and we're like, 
okay, okay, here we go. And it's like with every effort we have, we want to do, be careful to do everything written in it. Then we will be prosperous and successful as if it's like, um, it's like a do this, get that right? Mm-hmm. Whereas again, that transformation moment has to come for each one of us. And we mm-hmm. do have to put the word of God. We have to actually cast away the checklists from the study of God's word, because it truly is about the transformation that mm-hmm. God wants to do as we read his word. And as we let it read us, mm-hmm. not just a checklist of, okay, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good today. Mm-hmm. I read my one chapter. I read my one verse. I read my three chapters. You know, I checked off my Bible reading, Bible plan, you know, all that being our motive or our driver. We want to get into the space where we allow it to mm-hmm. change us and to transform our heart. And I think that's the point of the discipline. You know, sometimes we shy away from disciplines or maybe that's the wrong way to say it. Sometimes disciplines do lead again to this idea of performance, but the disciplines are actually meant to be guardrails that help us stay on the pathway of transformation, not mm, the other way so around. But good. we we have to be really careful because the enemy wants to get right in there and bring us back into performance because then we lose the joy and we lose life. We actually lose life if we get back on the train of performance. That is honestly, Laura, that is so powerful. And it's so true because it really is the filter. You know, I love to study the word. And that's the thing we're not saying, I'm not saying here that like the study of word is, this is not what we're saying, that the study of the word is just to be like loose. It is to dive in deep. There are two aspects. If I was to be really honest, I would Mm -hmm. say there's two aspects to the word of God and how it I mean, the word of God is ultimate triumphs everything in my life. Every word, every prophetic word, everything I think, my emotions, it has to triumph. Is it always easy to study the word? No. I'm in my 40s and it still is a, like there's times there's an ease to it. And there's a time there's that spiritual discipline. I need to do this. I need this because it's life. But everything, it's like I would want to do my own leisure time, something different or get distracted. So we're not saying here because it's going to be easy disciplines and that's why it's a spiritual discipline you are choosing it intentionally and there's times that it's easy to choose it and there's times you have to contend for it to say no i need this it's life for me but the narrative the filter that we view the word of god is always about building a relationship with god because i think in my own life i don't want to be someone's checklist i i never want to be jay's Amen. checklist it's true like i'm gonna be like okay i spent time with yeah. Rhonda five minutes yeah. check that would be terrible. I'd be like, yeah. don't even bother. Like for any friend that would just put me as a checklist, I'm, I don't want to be- Called Rhonda today. All right, check. <laughs> no, what? No, and I think, okay, I'm not God, Like, we're, but we're made in the image of God. How much How more much so more? God does one not want to be our checklist? He wants a relationship with us. And so as we study the word, there are times it is very knowledge, very academic, where you dig in, you're researching perhaps a word, a scripture, you're going into the, you know, the meaning of it, looking concordances, and you're really studying. Knowledge is amazing. We need the knowledge of the word, because as you've said, it's going to give us life. We need to know the boundaries, the guardrails for protection. God did this for our protection. We also, so we've got the study aspect. We also have the ministry devotional aspect where we want to hear God's heart through it. We want to understand what the word is saying, which is a study, the proper doctrine and truth, but we also want to capture the heart. And that's the devotional part. And those often work together, but there are separate parts of that where I study the word. Like, for example, heart strong. We're diving in 
chapter by chapter into the meaning, historical background, some of the words, all of the things that kind of went into these portions of scriptures. But then I'm also looking with a different pair of eyes to say, okay, God, show me where you're moving and show me how I can take these truths and activate them in my life to be more like you. I don't want to just have knowledge. I want to be changed. I want your word to change me. Knowledge puffs up, but I want to have not just knowledge, but I want to live and have it go into my heart, not just my head. So those are the ways the word does move in both of those aspects. Absolutely. Okay, so let's break this down. When it comes to the discipline of studying God's word, what do you think this looks like? Or, or what does it look like for you? Because again, like if I'm really, really honest and you know, when I think about it, most of my disciplines sort of work this way. I, I spend time with God, I would say, and read and read the word almost every day, but not necessarily every single day. So there might be a two weeks, three weeks of the month where I do it every single day and it's just in a rhythm. There might be a week or two in the month where it's every couple days just for whatever. So, you know, something else comes into my morning routine or something throws my schedule or I sleep in a little late that day or whatever. So I'd say like, for me, discipline doesn't necessarily look like exactly the same thing every single day, 100% of the time. And, and I think I'm coming to a place in my life where I can recognize that actually all of my disciplines sort of function this way. But if I look back over a larger span of time, so I want to be able to look back over the course of a month, over the course of six months, over the course of a year. And I want my disciplines, the things that are important to me, the things that I want to be a part of my everyday life to be somewhere around like the 75 to 90% mark. I want them to be at least 75 to 90% active in a larger span of time. But I'm realizing that I'm not because again, my, my, even just my way of functioning. I'm not a routine to the to the max kind of person. Do you know what I mean? I do this at 6.30. I do this at 7. I do this at 7.30. I'm not that way. I, and I can't live that way. I can't live every single day. Now, some people are. And I know that that works for some people. And I, I love that for them. I love that for them. But for me, discipline looks like I look back over a span of time, let's say a month, and I end over the month, about 80% of the time, I was reading, I read the scriptures daily, right? So it just gives me these like little spaces of being able to be spontaneous. Now, I know you and I are a little bit unique in the sense that our job revolves around the word of God. So even if I don't wake up and read the Bible in the morning, which typically I do, but if I don't on that day, I mean, it's very common that throughout the day, the scriptures are open. I'm studying for different things. I'm looking into, you know, there's so many aspects of our job and our role that require us to lean on the word of God, not just for work, but also as we're leading people, as we're praying into things, as we're asking God, how do I, you know, how do I lead through this next season? What's your word say for, there's a lot of times where I'll be praying and I'll say, God, I, I need direction on this thing and I'll open up the word of God. Would you speak to me through your word today? So that is all interspersed into like, 
all kinds of parts of my life, not just like a morning discipline. So what does discipline look like for you around study of the scriptures? I, I actually identify with that very much. Yeah? I think a 75% because you know, our, our lives, even in the stage of life we are, there's divine interruptions too, and I'm just human. And I think that's part of it. Like there, like you said, you sleep in, you've had a really crazy weekend, and sometimes you get up a little bit later, or you, you know, all of a sudden you're opening your word, and one of my daughters walks in. Well, I'm not gonna be like, sorry. Like there's moments and there's divine times that you don't want to also miss because I'm so narrowed into this sway and routine. But I love that fluidity too. And I think it's really about my life is worship. This is a very critical cornerstone of worship. I believe, we've talked about this before, the word of God triumphs everything. There's nothing like the word of God because everything flows from that place our singing, our way of living flows from what we understand the word of God, his heart to be. However, there is life. There's life in there. And there's also my shortcomings in there. Where Some days I just, just fail. I just flop. Like I'm just tired and I just sit and I'm just not able to move forward in all the things I want to do that day. So I think those, I love how you said that. That 75% is probably where I would say, and looking at not just did I accomplish today everything? How has my week been? How's my month been? Have I grown this month? Where are kind of are my roadblocks? Where am I feeling a little stuck? Am I just really tired? Am I just physically tired or I'm not sleeping well? I think it's really looking at a bigger picture, whereas I think that's maybe the wisdom that's come through the years. When you're years past, I would look at every day or look at every week and be like, I'm not measuring up or that quick twist versus have I grown this month? How am I doing on all aspects, physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally? How am I doing? You know, where where am I where am I at? I think that's a better picture because I could do all of these things, but not be doing well in a lot of other things. And God wants us to flourish in all of our ways. And so I love the 75%. I would agree. I do love the study of the word. I love, and I know I keep, I'm not putting a plug in just for this, but I love HeartStrong. I have loved, even as a leader, leading HeartStrong. It forces me to even go deeper than I naturally probably would on an everyday basis, to be honest. Well, yeah, because when it takes teaching. about eight hours <laughs> to study for a half an hour oh, teaching. My, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I guess we don't have eight hours no, a day to study don't. the word. But yeah, no. I totally get you. I know. So I love that pockets that it's broad or when I preach or different things that happens that it actually forces me to go a little bit deeper in the study that I maybe don't do on an, on an ongoing basis in the same way unless I have a real like I know revelation there's certain things I have a passion for that I study much more deep but I don't study every single chapter in that way on an ongoing basis but I do have to say one of the things I do on an ongoing like 75 percent is I write the actions of God so when I read a scripture I often read the concordance of the scripture I'll look at the bottom footnotes and then I'll look at it and my journaling will be okay God what are you doing in this scripture Show me the action word, and I will I, I will write it in my book, every single action that I see God doing. And then I'll say, what is my response to those actions? If you're doing this, what are you asking of me? And honestly, it always amazes me that the lines of God are so long, and mine is literally pretty much the same thing. Listen, obey, surrender, <laughs> confess, be thankful, 
It's all of those things. Be filled with joy. Trust. It's literally like I'm responding to God versus God. This is what I'm doing versus I want to see what you're doing and help me to respond to that. Help me to always be in the secondary seat as you lead and to show me what you're doing. Give me discernment to see what you're doing. And so I love that part of my journaling because it actually is where I then, God will often highlight an action that he's doing that right away goes to a specific area of my own life, a specific need or a specific ministry he wants to bring to to say, trust me in this, or my answer is this, or just be calm, be still. You know, so I think that's a beautiful part of the scripture for me that a practical way of how I study the word. So yeah. I, I love that, Rhonda. I really love that because that takes... Like the word of God is the primary way that God wants to speak to our lives mm-hmm. about very specific mm-hmm. situations that we're facing. Mm-hmm. So I would love, I don't, I know I'm going to th- totally throw you on the spot with this in a moment, but I'd love for you just to read a scripture mm-hmm. and then just show us what you mean. So pull out the God part, pull out the, your, like, what's your responsibility? What's God, what does God say? Pull that out for us in an actual scripture, just so that we can see it because And I think why this is important is because I want you who are listening today to see exactly how, when you read the scripture, how God wants to speak to your life personally, how literally the words of one scripture can give you direction for the questions and the prayers that you're praying. Like God can actually tell you, this is what I want you to do. Now, a lot of times it's not the answer we're hoping for. Like when we're frustrated about a situation and God says, I want you to have gratitude. I want you to be thankful. Thankfulness is your response. Rejoice in me is your response. We're like, oh, I don't want to rejoice. Like I want you to smite them. But honestly, it's just a way that God can speak to us directly. And I just love it. So, so practical and so tangible. So would you just read a scripture and then just show us kind of, I know I'm just throwing you on the spot. So just show us how this kind of works. Okay. I'm going to read Psalm 103, one to five. And this is what the scripture says. And this is a famous scripture that's quoted often. And I love this scripture. It says this, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins, heals my diseases, and redeems me from death, and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. So if I was in my journal, what I would write is, God, you are good. And I would say um, that God, he gives good things to me. He forgives my sins. He heals my diseases. God redeems me from death. God crowns me with love. God crowns me with tender mercy. God fills my life with good things. And then he will renew me like the eagle's wings. My youth is renewed. And then I would say my portion would be, I am to praise him. I am to forget not his benefits and give him praise and thanksgiving. I mean, when you think of that category, what God is doing there, God is promising. He is promising to do good for me, to do for good for you. He is promising to forgive you of all your sins and diseases, to crown you. you And you start to meditate on what God is doing. This is what he's actively doing and what he's asking me to bless him, to thank him, to trust him. So those are the responses. And to say thank you, thank you. 
that you will heal me, God. Thank you that you forgive me. Thank you that I am clothed in your mercy today. Thank you that you crown me with tenderness. Isn't that just beautiful? So as you just to meditate on that, that's that's just for, from scripture, Psalm 103. So instead of just reading that scripture and be like, wow, to say, no, God is actively doing this in my life. It's not just a scripture to read. It's a scripture to take and to receive and to say, God, I thank you that you're doing this for me. And even as you're listening today, as I've read that scripture, there might have been a word that speak, that just one word comes out. Perhaps it's mercy. You say, God, I receive your mercy in this situation. Or God, I receive your healing of this disease. Be specific. Say, God, I thank you for your healing of cancer in my life. Today, I receive that healing in the name of Jesus. And I thank you. So that's how we can go very specific. But as we have to understand, what is God doing? What is our response? And how can we actually personalize that and give thanks? See, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing an actual example of how you do that. Because again, it's exactly how God's word wants to specifically speak to your life and my life. And I love how you personalize that to me as you read that, because that's that's how personal the scriptures are. They were written for all of us. And it seems like, oh, it can't be personal. No, it is so, so personal. So I love that very much. And I think that's exactly why the discipline of study is so important because God wants us to know him and he wants us to be known by him. And this is the way, this is the way he wants to speak to us personally in our lives. And so again, if you like us have been through seasons where this has become either legalistic, where you have come under even the burden of thinking, I, I'm never reading enough. I'm not consistent enough in my reading. May it set you free today to hear that even both Rhonda and I aim for about 75% and also consider not just have I read my Bible every single day, but am I responding to what God is doing in my life, my entire life as a part of the expression of this discipline. And may that set you free today, because if you are coming under a yoke of legalism, if you're coming under a yoke of not enoughness, if you're coming under a yoke of just feeling like I I can't do this or failure, you're constantly failing, you're not going to be able to receive the word of God from a place that is life-giving. And that's what God desires for you. He wants this time with you to be life-giving. So take time. Now we do encourage you to allow an aspect of the word of God to become a part of your everyday, whether that is just one scripture that comes up in maybe in your email, maybe you get the verse of the day from the Bible um the Bible app. Maybe you're doing a Bible reading plan. Maybe you are working your way through the entire Bible. I honestly encourage you, if you have never read the entire Bible cover to cover, do it. Put yourself on a plan. You don't have to do it fast. You can take three years to do it if you want to, but put yourself on a plan and read the Bible cover to cover. We really encourage you because there is gold in every part. As hard as some of the parts are to get through. And if you're joining us in Heartstrong, we are going to go through the entire Bible cover to cover, chapter by chapter. So join us on that journey. And I also want to say for some of you that maybe this is even to read your Bible is a first step or 
you just feel like I, I just feel really overwhelmed and I, I just don't even know where to start. There's also, and we're not getting paid for this plug. <laughs> I love the Dwell app. I actually love, I listen to it when I get ready. I listen to it before I go to bed. It's got playlists on it if you want something about peace, if you want something about joy. It's also got scriptures. You could just listen to the book of the Bible, put it on your car, put it on when you get ready in the morning, put it on when you're eating your breakfast, put it on when you're cooking. It doesn't have to be like start somewhere. And even when I do the study of the word, I love to put on a playlist and it's even got music. You can tailor your music like this violin or piano. I'll often, before I go to bed, put on a playlist and they're short, just as a washing of allowing the word just to minister over me, just to listen to it. Cause sometimes just listening, something will just strike me or when I'm driving in the car. So the dwell app, it is worth it. It's also a beautiful, resource to add to your study of the word. So good. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today and talking about the discipline of studying God's word. And again, we encourage you love God, study his word and serve his people.